to stand in body or in spirit as we listen for a word from God. The scriptures are from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 to 7. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks Thanks be Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad to share my story with this wonderful congregation. And I'm also thankful to Reverend Mark Hay for giving me this great opportunity to take my first step of becoming a minister. My name is Jiwon Yoon. I'm from South Korea. And I've been here in the U.S. for the last one year. Now I feel like I managed to get used to living in this country. In the past year, since I began studying at Drew Theological School, I have been struggling with one question. How can Christians communicate more effectively with the world? In other words, how how should we approach people in the world so that we can deliver the love of God without conflict? This is my ongoing question, and also it is a driving force which keeps me studying theology, especially the ways of communication between the world and the church. My belief in the importance of Christian communication has been formed by an unfortunate incident. This tragedy occurred 11 years ago and involved Korean missionaries who were abducted by the Afghan Taliban. In July of 2007, one Korean missionary team went to Afghanistan to evangelize Muslims. Just like any other Korean missionaries, the 23 23 members of the team were very passionate about spreading the gospel. So even though there was an official warning from the Korean government discouraging people from going to the country because of the Taliban, the missionary team ignored it ignored the warning, and eventually went to Afghanistan. Tragically, they were kidnapped by the angry Taliban. 
the magnitude of the of the incident grew bigger and bigger. So it became an international conflict. During the during the negotiations between the Korean government and the Taliban, two of the kidnapped missionaries were executed, and others finally released after the Korean government paid a great amount of ransom. In a photo taken prior to the incident, the missionary team was smiling in front of the Korean government warning sign about Afghanistan in the airport. It is clear that the Korean missionaries were aware that Afghanistan was a dangerous place due to the Taliban, but they just ignored it because they were so passionate and ignored listening to those with experience and information regarding the atmosphere of the country at the time. When this photo was spread through uh, spread to among the public through mass media, it made many Korean people really upset. The enraged Korean society criticized not only the missionary team but also the entire Korean Christianity. People expressed their anger to the excessive and aggressive evangelists of the Korean churches. As the home church of the missionary team was deeply connected with a mission organization which I was serving at the time, the criticism toward the church remains vividly in my mind. I cannot forget a number of reporters and cameramen and the groups of complaining people surrounding the church. It was the most heartbreaking moment ever in my life to see the churches being blamed. What's more, after this happening, I had to suffer from a serious dislike of Christianity that many, many of my non-Christians showed toward me because I also had tried to take them to church without love, but only for a sense of my religious achievement. This experience leads me to realize that Christians' overpassionate and self-righteous attitude can also cause a negative attitude and repulsion from people outside of church. So this is the reason I became interested in the ways of communication between the church and the society. And through one of my classes during the last semester, I luckily had an opportunity to catch a glimpse about Christians' proper communication. I got to read a Lutheran female pastor's amazing testimony in South Bronx from her book, Breathing Space. Reverend Heidi Newmark, when she decided to be a senior pastor of Transfiguration Lutheran Church in South Bronx, the place was filled with overwhelming poverty and violence. She found out that what the people in the area needed is just a friend who can share their grief and agony.
So Reverend Newmark decided not to present to them any teaching of Christianity, but she tried to attentively listen to them and to dwell among them. Finally, her ministry made great changes in South Bronx. People who were addicted to crimes and drugs, they began to live for their neighbors and their community. They sometimes marched together for reducing the crime rate of their neighborhoods. And they worked together to establish a new church building for the homeless and the hungry. They started to help each other. All of these good happenings were possible because Reverend New Mark's humility opened their minds and made them realize everyone is loved by God. Reverend New Mark neither gave them material things or taught them, but she just lived among the people as a result of her ministry, a very dangerous place turned into a breathing space. Now I have shared two different examples of Christians' communication with the world. And I would like to highlight, highlight that delivering our humble love is much more important than making a conversion. The today's scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, also says that love has the best priority in Christian's life. Even if we can do something really cool, but without love, it is just nothing. Even if we have the gift of the prophecy and can speak about all mysteries and all knowledge, and even if we have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, our ministries will be nothing. They will not develop. Therefore, when we communicate with people in the world, what we need is a passion to love the people rather than a passion to achieve something from them. I know Chang Yong already expressed his gratitude to you all three weeks ago when he was delivering his message. He said many, many, many thanks to you. So I think he already mentioned even my thanks I have to do now. (laughs) He stole my thanks. (laughs) But yes, I also really want to say thank you to every member of Chetam UMC because you guys have shown me the greatest love. We look different, obviously. And we have different backgrounds and cultures and but you guys warmly, uh, warmly welcome this Gentile. I know that sometimes my broken English interrupts our conversation, but you didn't care about it, but just did your best to understand me. You have never tried to teach me something, but rather you listen to my story and try to learn from me. This has made it possible for us to work together, to work together, and to worship together. You also have been doing the, doing the wonderful ministries in order to communicate with the society in the love of God. Cheram UMC never forces people to come to church. 
Instead, you just deliver the, the love so the people can feel what the love of God looks like. As you know, I will be engaged with this congregation from my semester of the supervising ministry as a seminary intern. It is high time that from now on, I need to go into the world and show the greatest love that I have received from you. Let me keep learning about your generosity. Let me continue to exist in this community so that when I reach out to people, when I reach out to other communities, or when I serve other churches as a minister someday, I can communicate with them in the love of God. I have no doubt that anyone with love can be the light and the salt for the world. This is because love can make the world a breathing space. When each of you welcomed me, this sanctuary became a breathing space for me. Now you and I are going to reach out to people outside of church together in order to let them feel a breathing space. Love makes it possible. Let us breathe together. Amen.